0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord up in the balcony. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? As I came into the sanctuary a little while ago and sat here, the thought that came across my mind was, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. There is something to be said about the working of the Lord. The Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. But if the Lord builds the house, it's all for his glory. It's all for his glory, only for his glory. Congratulations, Pastor Lo, Pastor Hernandez, congratulations on 30 years, congratulations, and to Sister Hernandez, First Lady, may the Lord bless you as well, amen, God bless you, amen, amen. amen. Certainly there is something to be said about longevity. 30 years is a long time. Some of y'all are not even 30 years old. So Pastor Hernandez was here before you were even born, some of you. Amen. Probably saw your mama while she was carrying you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So certainly there's something to be said about longevity. We are just in our 15th month of pastoring in North Chicago. And so when I say 15 months compared to 30 years, you know how I feel, right? Amen. 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 Uh, But I think Pastor, I I kind of leaned over to him and told him, you can talk to me. Because as he was, as Brother Isaac was, Minister Hernandez was talking about uh, the early days uh, I'm identifying with some aspects of that amen and, and you know it takes someone who, who has gone through it to understand what you're going through when you're going through a matter of fact not long ago I was in a council meeting in our organization and I asked our bishop I s- asked him about you know advice that he would have for someone who's just starting a church and uh, he pastor's uh, probably the largest apostolic church uh in probably Illinois uh, uh some thousands and thousands of people uh bishop Arthur Embrasure but he didn't start that church and so uh he wasn't able to tell me a lot from that standpoint but uh certainly there is something to be said when someone works in the vineyard for 30 years in one location or in one community amen what a blessing it is and so we congratulate you pastor hernandez and sister hernandez and the first family amen 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 i am so glad to see my good friend pastor frank hernandez and his wife amen good to see them here amen 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 minister isaac hernandez oh you know since the last time i was here i'm seeing the progressive work of god and it's just a blessing to see amen him growing and uh, the church moving on amen and then to the pastor that preceded me pastor lopez amen did not you enjoy that word from the lord Amen. That was a wonderful word. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're going to try to share a, a word with you to commemorate this particular event. And uh, what a wonderful event it is. I, earlier this week I preached uh, in Evanston, Illinois. I preached the 35th uh, anniversary and so, this seems to be the week for anniversaries for me. Amen. But uh, we're glad to be here again in uh, Whittier, California. This is one of my favorite places to go to preach. Amen. Always enjoy, always enjoy coming here. Amen. Always enjoy coming here. There's such a warm spirit of welcome, and uh, I am so glad to be here. Wish I could be here longer with you. Amen, but I've got to get back to the working on the wall in Illinois. How many have your Bibles tonight? Amen. Would you just grab your Bible with me and just hold it over your head and just say, Lord, I'm getting ready to hear your word. I ask you to speak to my heart, Lord. Anoint your manservant with your anointed word. That it might touch my life so I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to obey. Now give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Ephesians chapter 2, while you remain standing, Ephesians chapter 1, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 3, amen, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse number 3, let's read the word of God together out loud, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us according to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Read verse 12 again. That we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Join hands with your neighbor right now, and let's invite God's presence in. Father, we thank you tonight. We sanctify this moment, O God, according to your divine will and purpose. And we ask, dear God, that you would allow there to be an open door of the Spirit into this place. We pray dear God that the wind of the Spirit would blow that you would speak revelation into our hearts cause us oh God to have ears to hear, hearts to obey in Jesus name let it all be done for your glory in Jesus name I want to preach to you as the Lord will help us tonight on the subject destined for greatness. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the church is destined for greatness. Oh, you didn't you didn't say that like you meant it. Look around and find somebody else and say the church is destined for greatness. Shake somebody's hand and tell them the church is destined for greatness. Now find one more person and tell them I'm in the church. Oh, you didn't hear me. Look at find somebody else and give them a high five and say, I'm in the church. I'm in the church. One more time, I'm in the church. Uh, God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Before I forget, amen, I just enjoyed the choir tonight and the musicians. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. I wish I could pack you up in my suitcase. but Pastor Hernandez wouldn't like that. Amen. I wish I could do it at least temporarily, though. I don't know. Amen. We'd love to have them come to (laughs) Illinois and, and bless us. And who knows, maybe we can make that happen one day. Amen. Destined for greatness. You see, when I looked at Pastor Hernandez and I began to contemplate this tonight, I began to see a great man of God. Greatness is not necessarily determined by the things that mere mortal men describe as greatness. Matter of fact, I think it was Jesus who said, whosoever would be great among you, let him be your servant, right? He said in analogy that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many, and so when I see these men and uh, young people all over this place tonight, you are a testimony uh, that Pastor Hernandez and his family has served this generation. I believe it was in the New Testament in the book of Acts where it said that David served his generation. And so Pastor Hernandez has served his generation, but I'm getting ahead of myself to some degree, so let me just talk for a moment and lay a proper foundation as we deal with this destined for greatness. Coming from the book of Ephesians, referred to as the Grand Canyon of the Bible, the the book of uh, ex, uh, Ephesians offers us some real insight into the thinking of Christ, into the thinking of God, before it was ever revealed. Matter of fact, the book of Ephesians, and particularly chapter 1, offers us some insight into the foreknowledge of God the calling of God, and uh, the concept of justification. When you deal with the subject that I have presented to you tonight, destined for greatness, you cannot deal with that without dealing with the call of God, the foreknowledge of God, and the positioning of the church, the ecclesia, in right standing with God in spite of the fact that today the church might not be everything God wanted it to be Paul deals with this concept of destined for greatness from the standpoint that God had the church in mind He says in his letter to the church at Ephesus, he says it is to the faithful in Christ, and he says God has chosen us. Now, brothers and sisters, the word us might bear a little scrutiny because if I look at the word us in just a purely Local context, it probably only referred to a few thousand believers in Ephesus at that time. And I have trouble with that because it didn't reach down uh, to L.A., uh, Whittier, Illinois, and other parts of the Americas to reach me. But the next issue as it relates to the word us is that God had the church in mind. The Greek word ekklesia, the church. And may I suggest to you tonight, brothers and sisters, that the church is larger and more encompassing than any local us. Matter of fact, let me break it down a little bit further then. It is, this us is too big for my organization of which I'm a part, or the UPC, or the PAW, or the PCAF, Apostolic Assembly, it doesn't matter the name, the alphabet soup, amen, it doesn't matter. It is larger than that us. Oh, God have mercy. I, I think I feel my help coming now. We have to realize, brothers and sisters, that God purposed that there would be a church Way back in the beginning. That's why the Bible says that Christ was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Walk with me now as I take you back uh, to a theological concept. The body of God, the Christos, was already prepared in the logos of God, in the thought of God. That's why, brothers and sisters, we need to understand what God is thinking. Because whatever he thinks comes to pass. You see, long before there was a when or a where and a you and a them, and your mama and your granddaddy, and long before Pastor David Hernandez ever came on the scene, God understood and already knew, amen, that there would be a church Already knew that there would be a family life center and already knew that that ministry would be so, amen, encompassing that it would touch the lives of literally thousands of people over a 30 year period. Brothers and sisters, we need to understand what God is thinking. Well, uh, then if you present to me tonight the fact that God has destined the church Then uh, will you consider the question, does God then choose people to go to hell? And that's a legitimate uh, theological question that we have to deal with in this subject. And uh, in order to answer it, we must answer it from this context. And that is, is such an outcome, that is, God choosing somebody to go to hell, is that consistent with his nature? Is that consistent with his word? For God to destine people to go to hell would cause God to be in conflict with his nature. And when God uh, is in conflict with his nature, uh, you got a bad thing going on. So I don't think God is in conflict with his nature. You and I sometimes are, and we call it schizophrenia. So, brothers and sisters, The next question to ponder then would be, does God purpose certain people to be saved? Well, uh, in the context of the church, that's an interesting question. And it has to deal with calling. It has to do with choosing. It has to do with grace. The Bible says many are called, but only a few are chosen. Now, the few that are chosen does not refer to the number of saved folk because the number of saved folks throughout the ages and that will culminate in the rapture of the church is actually a great number, the Bible says. But it does refer to those that are selected out of the masses for special service. You see, not everybody can do the work of an apostle Amen. And a prophet and a pastor and a teacher. Amen. And an evangelist like your pastor can. The apostles were selected out of the masses of the disciples. What well, you say there are some people then that God has placed an extraordinary purpose on their lives. You can have two people that grow up in the same house and you can see the difference between the purposes that God has placed on their life. Well, you say, well, that's not fair. Well, brothers and sisters, grace is never fair. Look at your neighbor and say, favor ain't fair. Anytime you get grace, it's because you don't deserve it. I don't think you heard what I said there. I said, anytime you get grace, it's because you did not deserve it. I don't think you heard me here. I said, anytime you get grace, it's because you did not deserve it. Now, the choosing of God is based on the pleasure of God. And the person that's being chosen is often unaware of the choice of God, but is many times aware of the calling of God. How many of you know that God has placed a call on your life? And out of the call that God has placed on the lives of you and I that are in here, some of us, God has chosen for special service. Uh, You say, well, I don't understand. Well, it's not the easiest thing to understand. It's a mystery, the Bible said, and it's based on the pleasure of God. God says, I do what I want to when I want to do it, how I like to do it, so get happy about it. Well, let me help you just a little bit tonight. And, and help you understand something about this calling and choosing of God. Amen. Have you ever tried to sin and you couldn't sin? Have you ever got ready to throw in the towel and just before you released it you didn't release it, it came back? It caught trouble. Have you ever wanted to give up but just could not give up? you ever wanted to just say forget it i'm through and as soon as you walk away the angel of the lord grabbed you by the neck and pulled you back here i must be in the right church now and those that are too seditious and too sanctified and too sophisticated to acknowledge the truth There's been some time that God overruled your flesh. Hey. Why did he overrule your flesh? It's because he has a purpose for you. Shake somebody's hand and tell him I'm glad he loved me enough to stop me. Shake somebody else's hand and tell him I'm glad he loved me enough to keep my destiny intact. Somebody shout glory. Yeah, brother Jonah, Brother Jonah, Brother Jonah, you know that there's some people that are chosen. Because when you refused to go to Nineveh, God overruled your flesh, prepared a big fish for you to help you make the right decision. Come on, somebody. Jonah said, I was in the belly of hell. He said, it was so bad, when I got out of there, the first place I wanted to go was to heaven. But I knew I couldn't get to heaven unless I went to Nineveh. And so he said, when I got out of the belly of the whale, I started running to do the will of God. Somebody said, the church is destined for greatness. Uh. Now, having said that, God predestinated the church for glorification. He put the fulfilling of the plan in our lives in order to accomplish our destiny. And and so, even before you and I ever came into the realm of physical existence, that is, even before you were born... God already knew you and knew what your purpose would be. You see, because we existed before we were born. Uh, Yes, yes, you existed before you were born. That's like faith is the substance of things hoped for and faith is the evidence of things that you don't see so you existed in the mind of god before you were born and god placed a purpose on your life bishop before your grandfather ever met your grandmother before the stars began to sing together that, oh, a man's child named David Hernandez was born. God already knew you. Already knew what it would take to accomplish your destiny. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5 that the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters. But a man of understanding draws them out. Can I preach to somebody and tell you that there are some folk in here tonight This church has a deep purpose, but it's going to take men and women of God of understanding to pull it out and to draw it out. Where shall we be in the next 10 years? See, everything that God touches is connected. Nothing is disconnected or detached from the purposes of God. And so as soon as God thought us, we had a purpose. You see, when God makes a promise, he will perform it. That which God performs, he perfects. And anything he perfects, he keeps. And anything he keeps, he satisfies. And anything he satisfies, he justifies. And anything he justifies is glorified. God's desire is to keep that which has been committed unto him. For it is God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Can I tell you something tonight, brothers and sisters, that space and time are no obstacles to the good pleasure of God. I want to preach to somebody who thinks, well, I wasted a lot of years and so God don't have much time to use me. Give God what you've got left and let God's purpose be revealed. <laughs> hey, let his purpose be drawn out of the deep waters in your life somebody said, well i wish i was isaac and had 30 years to grow up in the church can i preach to somebody and tell you that if you just got filled with the holy ghost last week and you'd never heard of the holy ghost you still have a purpose that god wants to fulfill in your life you're part of the church He performs, he perfects, he satisfies, he justifies, he glorifies, amen, before the substance of the world came together, before God sprinkled the Milky Way, ah, before he planted the planets. In their celestial orbits, before the sun and the moon were hung out, amen, in the day, before God divided the firmament from the firmament. God knew you and he knew what trials you would face. He knew what circumstances you would face. He knew what challenges this church would have to endure. And God said, I'll fix your tomorrow so that when you go through the hell, when you go through the challenge, when you go through the ups and the downs, you can still come out and give God some praise. Uh, touch to people and tell them, the church, the church. Look at somebody and tell them, you better give God some glory. You get the reason you have to give God some glory, family life is because this church is destined for greatness. Before Lucifer was created, before the cherubims and the seraphims and the archangels were given their papers, before God descended into heaven. You see, God is not from heaven, God is far above heaven. When God called Lucifer and gave him his position, he descended into heaven. God had to come down in order for the angels to fly around him and for the cherubs to acknowledge his glory. And before any of that happened, hear me now, before Genesis 1 and 1, you hear me now, God already knew what it would take for you and for this church to accomplish its purpose. Let me preach to somebody and tell you, uh, you that are lonely, that are frustrated, uh, that are going through hell and going through un- uh, undetermined situations and don't know your future. Uh, let me tell you that there is not a lizard that can fall from the tree without the okay of God. There is not a zebra that can get snatched by a crocodile going across the river in Africa without God saying yes. Hell cannot grab a man and the devil cannot, amen, work on you without God saying okay. God knows you through and through. I feel like preaching here tonight. My body clock says it's 11 o'clock, but I'm going to preach like a crazy man tonight. Let me preach like I feel. I flew a long way to give you this word. The Bible lets us know that God dominates all things. All things. Say it with me. All things. Say it again. God dominates. God dominates. For the Bible says all things are what? Working together for your good. You know why all of these things are working together for your good? Because God is the master engineer. God is the master architect. And when you thought it was over, God said, I'm in charge of all things. Hey, Lord. Woo. If you ever felt like giving up, say it with me. God dominates all things. If you ever felt like throwing in the towel, say all things. Brothers and sisters, anything that is working, sit down. You to stand up amen 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 don't push the preacher hey amen hey amen uh, anything that is working is working for your good if you love god and are called to his what purpose touch somebody and ask them do you love god as long as you love god don't worry about the test you see i'm sure In the last 30 years, there's been some major tests. Come on and say amen, somebody. I know just in the last few years that I've been coming, I've seen your pastor go through some tests. Come on, somebody. And that's just in the last few years. And so I know over 30 years, he came through some tests. And one of the things that I I love about a man coming here is whenever I talk, To your sons, Pastor, they always speak so well of you. Can I preach like I feel today? Let me tell you, the reason that they can speak well is because they've seen him weather the storm. Seen him go through all things when he felt like giving up, thrown in the towel, many a time they probably never knew it. But let me tell you, God dominates all things and he's been able to go through the storm. Yeah, touch somebody and say, do you love God? Well, let me preach like I feel tonight. I don't know what time we'll get now. I hope Lucille's is still open when we get there. God allows things in which he does not participate. He gives permission, but he does not always participate in what he permits. Your wife ran off with another man. God permitted it, but didn't participate. Your children acting crazy. God permitted it, but did not participate. God knows the end from the beginning and there is always timing involved. Can I preach to somebody like I feel? There is timing involved. What are you saying? Well, you're only going to go through so long. You're only going to be broke so long. You're only going to be jobless so long. You're only going to be in lifeline so long. (laughs) You're only going to be going through withdrawals so long. Can I preach to somebody? You're only going to be going through the valley of the shadow of death so long. There is a timing of God to pull you out of every mess that you're in. Somebody shout yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were only in the fire for so long before God pulled them out of the fire. Look at somebody and tell them, God's gonna pull me out. He's not gonna leave me in the fire. He's not gonna let me burn up. He's gonna pull me out. And if he don't pull me out, he'll take me to heaven but he's going to help me accomplish my purpose. Young people, you're only going to be lonely so long. Come on and say amen. It's only for so long. It's not going to be forever. Come on, somebody. And if it takes too long, then get on your knees and let God be your husband. And let God be your wife. Come on, somebody. Let the purposes of God be established in your life. Somebody shout, yeah. I feel like preaching here tonight let's go a little bit deeper sit down I got to shovel a little bit deeper here everything begins and ends with purpose God created you Pastor Hernandez with a definite purpose in mind you hear what I'm saying he created family life East LA Apostolic with a definite purpose in mind can I preach to somebody tonight You are designed for your purpose. Or you are being designed for the purpose that God has for you. Take a look at Brother Moses. Moses had a deliverance instinct in him. That's why when he saw the Egyptian beating the Hebrew, he rose up and killed the Egyptian. That's why he tried to mediate the conflict between the two Hebrew boys, the the two Hebrew men. It was part of his instinct. It was his purpose to be a deliverer. Now you better write this down. You are the way you are because of why you are. There is nobody like you. God put destiny in your life that he did not put in anybody else's life but yours tell somebody next to you you can't take my place because there's no substitute for me uh, oh, glory to God but brothers and sisters your destiny cannot be fulfilled in isolation. The Bible says the body has many members and they all have different functions. So in Christ we who are many form one body and each member belongs to the other. That's why in family life there is no room for jealousy in the house. I said there's no room for jealousy in the house. 30 years is a long time. And there's been a lot of gifted preachers that have preached in this house. A lot of talented singers have sang in this house. But they can't fulfill your destiny. They can't fulfill your destiny. Say amen, somebody. Can I preach and tell you that your destiny is resilient? What are you saying? There is a permanence about it. Every difficulty that shall come that tries to hinder your progress is just an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and God. I'd like to tell somebody, amen, that God's, amen, purpose is not hindered by your past. I said God's purpose is not hindered by your past. I said God's purpose is not hindered by what you used to do. By the places you used to go. By the things you used to do. By being up and down. By backsliding 20 years ago. By throwing in the towel five years ago. God's purpose is not hindered by your past. Oh, I feel like preaching in here. I feel like telling somebody, that somebody needs to be redeemed from your past. You think God can't use you because you messed up five years ago, God can still use you. You think God can't use you because you messed up today, God can still use you. Well, I got Bible to back it up. There was a man named Gideon. And Brother Gideon was a coward. Brother Gideon didn't have any strength. He was weak as water. And one day, oh, I feel this thing. The angel of the Lord walked up to Gideon and said, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, who, me? You're talking about somebody else. I know you're not talking about me because I just messed up today on the way to church. I messed up five years ago. I ain't never been stable. I've never been up and and stayed up. I came off the projects. I got off of drugs. I messed up through and through. Didn't know my daddy. Didn't know this and didn't have this. I'm a poor beggar. And you call me a mighty man of valor? I hear God say, Gideon, from this day forward. Hey you shall be what i call you to be and that's the purpose of the church to speak the prophetic to speak the prophetic and to tell a man you can be a prophet even though you just got clean from alcohol you can be a song leader because God's purpose is not hindered by your
1: past
0: let me see all the good saved, sanctified Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized folk who've been living and running for God all your life and you ain't messed up this year Oh, I don't see any hands. Oh, one or two hands. They just, they just raising their hands. But let me tell you something. If you messed up this year and God still loves you and God is still using you, it's for the praise of his glory. It's because there is a purpose in your life. Well, sit down, sit down. He turned a coward named Gideon into a mighty leader. He turned a murderer named Moses into a mighty leader of his people. I think that he one day had a man, a disciple named Peter who was prejudiced. Lord have mercy, it's in your Bible. Peter didn't like them Gentiles. I don't like the food they eat, I don't like the place they live, I don't like the color of their skin. Come on somebody. Not only that, Peter was a tough dude. One day he had his sword with him and committed assault with a deadly weapon, cut off a man's ear. Come on somebody, aren't you glad the LA police wasn't around? Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But I tell you what, even if he had gotten locked up for committing assault with a deadly weapon, God said, I'll go into jail, Peter, because there is a purpose for your life. There is a destiny for your life. Somebody say the church, the church is destined for greatness. Well, the book of Ecclesiastes lets us know, however, that there are some components that have to be entered into, and one of those is time. Everybody say time. Time. Ecclesiastes says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heaven. To everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Just because there's a purpose for you don't mean it's today. Say amen, somebody. Some of you need to sit down and sit still so that the purpose can be drawn out. Say amen, somebody. So that the anointing can be placed upon the purpose so when the right time comes, you can go forth in strength and go forth in power and your pastor is the one that has the oversight to determine the calling and the timing of God. So there's a right time for everything. Time is an important concept. Of our lives, but God, brothers and sisters, is never concerned with the question of time. That is, He's not concerned with having to do it just now, just so He can satisfy your flesh. Say, Amen, somebody. Amen. Remember, remember, remember when Jesus was sleeping in the boat, and the disciples were were thinking they were about to, to sink. They ran downstairs to the bottom of the ship and said, "Jesus, get up." Jesus said, "Hold on." They said, "Jesus, get up." Hold on, Peter. And finally they bothered him so much that he said, All right, I'm getting up now. And he just arose and rebuked the winds and said, Peace be still, but why do you doubt? Can I tell you something? That sometime when you're begging God and trying to frustrate God to get you ready or to get you to do something before your time, God says, Wait, for they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength if i let you go too fast you'll make a shipwreck so wait on the lord i'm not getting many amens here but i heard him say wait on the lord and be of good courage and he will do what strengthen your heart wait i say on the lord and so brothers and sisters when god speaks a thing concerning his church it's because he has already thought it, and when he thought it, it was already accomplished in his mind. Oh, That's why when you come to a situation, God is not just now getting there. When Jesus was on the boats, the disciples panicked because the boat was rocking and the wind was bad. But Jesus, who made the wind, knew that the wind could only do what it was ordained to do. It was only ordained to blow, but it was not ordained to kill. There's been some time in these 30 years when the wind has blown, but it was not ordained to destroy. Why? Because the church is destined for greatness. Tell somebody, go to sleep in the storm. Ah, why? Because God is in control. Can I hurry up and just preach here just a little while longer and help you to understand, brothers and sisters, that we are connected By our senses, that is, our eyes, our ears, our taste, touch, etc. We are connected to this world by our senses. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. Even though there is an extraordinary purpose in your life, God is only going to reveal it by faith. Say amen, somebody. I cannot see faith, I cannot smell faith. But I must enter into the realm of faith if I want God to reveal Himself in my life. Well, what do I do when I walk by faith? You see, a walk by faith ultimately means that you don't know or see or understand what's going on. Can I preach to somebody in here? Have you ever been walking along the, the Lord's walk and didn't know or see or understand what was going on in your life? I'm sure in the history of this church, there have been those days, weeks, months, and years. Say and somebody. And if, if I don't have some honest folk that will be honest and tell me the truth, they sometimes will stand and testify and act like, that everything is all right all of the time. But the truth be known, there are some days, weeks, and months when I don't know what's going on, and I can't figure it out. I can't calculate it out on a calculator. I have to walk by faith. Look at somebody and tell them, walk by faith, There are some things that when you walk in the spirit that can only be revealed by faith. Come here Abraham and Sarah and let me hear you testify of the whole counsel of God because the saints won't be honest with me. They make me feel like that I'm not saved because I've got a little trouble. But Abraham and Sarah... I know you messed up. There is a public record that Sarah and Abraham laughed at the word of God. You knew that not even Viagra could help Abraham. And the chicken did not have any eggs in Sarah. But tell me, Abraham, how you tried to help God out and got into trouble and put millions of other folk in trouble. Mm, Lord but tell me brother Abraham how that your mistake did not stop your destiny tell me how you went to Egypt and lied but your lie did not stop God's purpose Lord I feel like preaching in here Abraham 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 taught me to believe in you no matter what's going on in your life Uh, Sister Rosie told Pastor Lopez here uh, Amen That you could be a great man of God Uh, Say amen somebody Uh, Look at your neighbor and say I still believe in you I still believe in your destiny Uh, You might have messed up, but I still believe in you. Uh, You might have given up, but I still believe in you. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I've got a family that I'm working with back home. Uh, And God knows they are trying my patience. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, You know those type uh, that are in the church for three weeks. uh, On fire for God and then they're gone for three weeks and won't answer the phone. Come on, somebody. And you go by the house and they're suddenly not at home. Come on, somebody. But then they're back strong and testifying strong in the house of God. But I still believe in the purposes of God. Look at your neighbor and say, there's purpose in your life. There is purpose for this church. Come on and help me out and let's have church. You see, brothers and sisters, the purpose of family life, can I preach here a while, is greater than being an entertainment center. Lord, the choir sings well, and the musicians play well, but the purpose of the church is not to display Amen. how well he can play and how well they can sing and how well the preacher can preach no brothers and sisters the purpose of the church is to be a saving station the purpose of the church it's to see souls delivered. It's to see a man delivered off drugs. It's to see a woman delivered off alcohol. It's to see a home put back together again. Shout ye, yeah. shout ye. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is purpose for you raise your hands and say I've got purpose I have been called I have been chosen by the purposes of God Lord have mercy and Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2 that according as he have chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy uh, without spot or wrinkle uh, before him in love uh, family life uh, over these 30 years uh, God ordained you uh, to be holy uh, to not have spot or wrinkle uh, but to be holy uh, somebody say holy Holy, uh, without spot or wrinkle. Uh, well, well, well. Uh, if, if 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 you look at my life, uh, Lord, uh, and if I look real hard at your life, uh, I will see, uh, and you will see, uh, some spots and some wrinkles. Uh, come on and see man, somebody. Uh, I don't always think the right thoughts. Yes, Lord. I got some skeletons in the closet. I got some things that I don't want nobody to know about. Yeah. Well, haven't you ever noticed that there are some things that you don't testify about. High five somebody and say, there's some things that's between me and God. Shout, yeah. Shout, yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 what do you do then? When the Bible says uh, that it's got to be without spot or wrinkle. uh, What do you do then? uh, When you realize that you got spots uh, and you realize you got wrinkles. Uh, When I got ready to get my clothes on tonight, uh, I pulled my jacket out the bag uh, and the jacket that I was going to wear tonight uh, was all wrinkled up. And I didn't want to walk in here uh, with that wrinkled up jacket. Uh, Can I preach like I feel tonight? there are some folk in here uh, over the last 30 years uh, that's got some wrinkles uh, all over their clothes, uh, all over their spiritual garments. Uh, well, uh, how do you deal with it then? Uh, well, it's just like this. Uh, if you get if I had put on that coat uh, and I had gone in a sauna. Uh, in just a few minutes uh, the heat from the sauna uh, would have pressed the wrinkles out Uh, what are you saying family life uh, when you get your clothes on uh, and you see you're not quite ready uh, you see you got a spot or wrinkle uh, go to the sauna uh, get in the church uh,
1: stay in the church uh, stay under the fire uh, Stay under the anointing. Stay under the power. Shot, yeah. Yeah. Because the heat of the fire
0: will knock the spots out. The heat of the church will brush the wrinkles out. Shot,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah
0: That's the same way it is with God. He's coming back for a church, a holy church, without spot or wrinkle and i think i hear god say uh, that before you make it to heaven uh, when you're coming up uh, he's gonna have uh, a laundromat in the way uh, to wash the spots out uh, and then he's gonna have a dry cleaners uh, to press them out uh, so when you get to heaven uh, it will be no spot
1: no wrinkle, because the church it's destined for greatness.
0: High five somebody and say the church. The church. The church. The church. The church. Come on, get it right. The church. The yeah is destined for greatness. Tell somebody, I'm in the church. Turn around and shake three people's hand and say, I'm in the church. I'm
1: in the church. I'm in the church. Are you in the church? Are you in the church? Are you in the church? church? Yeah! Woo! Yeah! 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 Yeah, yeah! You know you're in the church well I've already been to the water I've already been baptized in Jesus name I got the Holy Ghost like the Bible said I'm striving to live right I'm in the church
0: Somebody and tell them I'm in the church. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting ready to shout. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, hold my hand. I'm getting ready to shout ho 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 I said I'm getting ready the Bible said that according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love grab your neighbor say i'm getting ready to shout why 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 he said that everybody say that say it again say it again Again. that
1: we should be to the praise of his glory the reason i'm getting ready to shout is because i'm the praise of his glory (laughs) Eee ba ta ta ta
0: la mo, eeeh to bo
1: Say now, now, now! I'm the praise of His glory, so I'm a shout.
0: Right now lay your hands on the person next to you, lay your hands on them and say in Jesus name, in Jesus name, I rebuke sickness, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, I rebuke drug addiction, I rebuke every addiction in the name of Jesus and I release you in the name of Jesus for the purposes of God now raise those hands and praise him raise those hands and worship him our In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke cancer right now, in the name of Jesus. Somebody just got bad news this week, and in the name of Jesus, I curse that cancer right now, in Jesus' name. Blood sugar be regulated right now in the name of Jesus. Diabetes loose your hold now in Jesus name. In the name of Jesus. Heart condition be released in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus you're healed. In the name of Jesus you're delivered. In the name of Jesus you are set free. I want somebody to claim it right now in Jesus name. I want you to claim miraculous healing right now in Jesus name. At back condition right now, in the name of Jesus, the healing power of the Lord to flow up and down your spine right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord, healing power Come on, every eye closed, every hand raised to God. The spirit of healing is released right now. If you reach up and claim it right now, God will supernaturally heal you right now. I speak peace right now in that troubled house in the name of Jesus Christ. When you go home tonight, the spirit of peace shall precede you. It shall go into your house. There shall be a supernatural calm in the name of Jesus. For we have rebuked the spirit of confusion now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Christ In the name of Jesus The Lord set you free right now in Jesus name The Lord set you free In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. God said, I'm calling you to a place of power From this day forward you shall enter into another dimension of the heavenlies for the supernatural power of God shall invade your house It shall invade this church. A fresh wind of glory shall be poured out in the name of Jesus. A fresh wind of glory shall be released in this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to forget about everything right now. And I want you to worship God with total abandonment right now worship him everybody all up in the balcony in the back of the church in the choir stand i want you to worship him now with total abandonment the spirit of the lord to move and touch your life right now in the name of jesus Supernatural power right now be released in the name of Jesus, healing for that eye right now in Jesus name, healing for that eyesight right now in Jesus name, in Jesus name, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Come on, I know it's a little warm in here all over the building, would you just close your eyes? Raise your hands to the Lord. Say, I'm called for your purpose, Lord. Anoint me for your purpose, Lord. Anoint me for your purpose, Lord. Anoint me for your purpose, Lord. That I might be a blessing in this house. That I might be a blessing in this house because this church is destined for greatness. I'm in the church, oh yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on reach, reach, come on reach out now, reach.